All right, everybody, welcome to the Humans of Higher Ed podcast. It's very exciting because we're all here and we're not going to do a normal interview, which after four of them, I'm sure everyone's excited to not have one. Uh, I'm very excited to be joined by all four, all Humans of Higher Ed people are here. So let's go around the horn. That's a fun thing to say. So Joel, Joel, what's going on over there with you, bud? Hi, not much. Uh, hope we don't get sued by around the horn, the actual show. No. Are they doing sports shows right now? There's no sports. No, they still they still have shows though. They're covering like the Marble Olympics and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's right. And esports, League of Legends. E-sports. Yes. Well, hi. Good to be here. Joel, do you have a beverage that's accompanying you today? I have uh, a Pilsner for Peace by Fab Brewing, which is a new contract brew out of Dorchester Brewing, which is nice and local. Awesome. So. We support local brewing. Also, uh, if you uh, if they want to sponsor us, by all means, they can. So just reach out. If you're listening to this and drinking a Bud Light, throw it away right now. Okay. We just alienated probably 80% of our audience. Fine. All right. Joel is here. <laughs> What's up, Billy? Billy's joining us. Billy, what you got going on over there? Uh, I also have a beer because, as as we learned yesterday in uh, Five Things, it's it's National Beer Day Eve, so I'm just gonna pop this bad boy open. There we go. That's the sound. That's, good. That's not even a sound effect. Rochester Rochester Mill Milkshake Stout. Because uh, I like I like my beers like my milkshakes. Stouty. Mm-hmm. Nice right, so you get. Dorchester, we got Dorchester, we got Rochester. What kind of Chester are you bringing to the table today, Jason? Well, Jason is uh, drinking a Arctic Summer Spiked Raspberry Lime Seltzer, which feels like something Joan would drink. It's also just in the back of the fridge. The only other beer I have is uh, a Russian Imperial Stout, and uh, that doesn't feel right for this time of the day. So uh, a Spiked Seltzer it is. Beautiful. Uh, yes, I, uh, who, who, who here on this call just got a, a phone call from their vice president of student affairs, this guy, so I'm going to step away for a few minutes and <laughs> take call because uh, work in student affairs never ends. Incredible. Uh, it's incredible. All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll get Jason back shortly. Uh, this is, if anything, just like a real indicator of why 75% of us left the field. That moment right there. <laughs> Is why that happened, uh, but I, I think now that now that we're all together, uh, it's probably important that we do do a little quarantine check in, right? So I think like one to ten, where are we at in our quarantine level? Uh, is, and is I haven't one really good or is one bad? What's good? Yeah, I think I think um, I think one is good. Okay. I think one is good and ten is bad. Go ahead, Billy. Okay. Uh, I, I'm probably at like a three. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. We talked in my interview, you know, we talked about all the preparation I've taken. So like, that's, that's not a concern for me right now. I'm, I'm pretty prepped. Uh, uh, I like sitting at home, you know, I, I, I get tired of it, but then I just move to a different part of the house and it's like a whole new experience. (laughs) Have you used the gun yet or no? No, no, it's still in the box. Still in the box in the closet. That's good. I would imagine if the gun got pulled out, we're at at least a six, right? Yeah, gun gun is ten. Gun is gun ten. Is Guns pulled ten. ten. That's that's not good. That's fair. Yeah, gun is ten. All right, Joel, where are you at? Oh, I would say five, six. I think you know, like uh, we were about to put our condo on the market right before this all went down. Paused that. Uh, looking at getting it on the market in the next few weeks, so it's just kind of been like this limbo of wanting to get out of this one bed, one bath condo, um, which is you know real fun to be cooped up in. Um, so yeah, five six. All right, yeah, that's not bad. Fine. Yeah, but if I do yoga in the morning, it's probably a four. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. But. I have a mustache right now, which the audience. You can't hear that, but that we're at a seven. Uh, just because that's happening, we're at least at a seven. Yeah. What I've noticed though, I like I'll be I'll wake up at probably a two, and then I'm pretty good until like one thirty. Like I have a nice little routine of I'll watch something, have some coffee, get a workout in. I'm now 
teaching some Zoom classes for kids. So, like, that keeps me busy to, like, 1 or one thirty, And then it just ramps up from that 2 to an 8 by the end of the day. It's, like, a positive 8. Like, I'm not... It's not a bad 8. It's not a scary 8. Yeah, it's definitely 8 out of 10 uh, bad, but it's not, like, scary bad. You know what I mean? It's not unboxing gun 8. Yeah, yeah, no boxing gun. Nothing like that. It's, like, a slow, gradual... Oh, shit. It's kind of like that. You know, I did, I did kind of ratchet up from the three the other day. I, uh, I actually I blew off my first social Zoom. I don't know if anybody's done that yet, but yeah. I like committed to a Zoom and it just didn't call in. How Not a work thing, just a just a social Zoom, and I just said, "Nah, I'm tired of looking at rectangles of people. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with this." One thing I noticed yesterday, I host a trivia every Monday, and that's pretty much my only commitment that I have every week is I have one thing I'm supposed to do from 7 to 9 on Monday nights and even though it's the only thing I have to complete for that week right around 4 o'clock I was like oh fuck I don't want to do this (laughs) so it's good to know that even though the world is falling apart no matter what I commit to at one point as we get closer I'm going to be like this is a huge mistake I shouldn't have have agreed to do this One, one thing I had one job you can take the bully out of society, but you can't take the bully's distaste for society out of the bully, I guess. That's uh, have you guys watched scooters. anything weird? Like, what's the weirdest thing? I feel like everybody's watching a ton of content right now because we're stuck at home. So, what's, like, the weirdest thing you've seen? I, uh, I, I fell into a uh, rabbit hole of uh, a show on, I think it's the Discovery Channel, Deadliest Catch. Anybody, anybody yeah. seen that? Yeah, that's a of fun the, rabbit uh, hole crab and, and big fish fishing mm-hmm. I, uh, I I never expected to like that and, and I didn't I didn't like it <laughs> I, I was I was 100% right <laughs> on my prejudgment of Deadliest Cat it, it, it reminded me a little bit of like student affairs on the high seas because there was always like petty drama and like you know I mean I, you can't equate doing conduct to catching crabs or anything well, but uh, yes, but you you have those same kind of like tense arguments with between people, and you know it, it really seemed it seemed to be like touching on some some nerves that I hadn't really processed a lot since leaving the field and fish. So no semester at sea for you, Billy? No, I'm good. Okay. Also, bravo at connecting Deadliest Catch to higher ed and student affairs. It's pretty. It's pretty impressive, Billy. <laughs> I mean. They were, like, like one guy they had to kick off the boat because he was doing heroin, and it's like, yeah, I, I, I've been there. Yeah, you can't do heroin in a residence hall either. You can't do that. It's frowned upon. Yeah. Heroin is a pretty universal thing, you know? Can't do it. Yeah, except in Amsterdam. Sure. That's a shout-out to The Wire, which is something I've been, <laughs> I've been rifling through. <laughs> I'm not that's not a weird thing. I haven't really watched too much weird stuff. I mean the obvious answer is Tiger King. That was weird and uncomfortable, but I feel like that's that's the expected answer. I, you know what I did uh last weekend is somehow I found myself watching Forty Eight Hour Mystery, which I think is on CBS, right? Is that what where uh, Bill Hader did a character of him on SNL where it's like the guy interviewing people who have been through something horrific but he kinda sounds like excited about it. He's like, oh, so you found him dead, huh? <laughs> and, like, it's, like, excited about the interview. Anyways, it's on, like, CBS, I think, every Saturday or whatever. But I found myself watching, like, getting deep into the weeds of some some gruesome gruesome thing. But I'm sure I'll watch some true crime documentary in the next couple of days. That'll that'll top whatever the, that was. But I think that's my weirdest, besides the wire and, the, and Peaky Blinders. I've been rifling through Peaky Blinders, too. So if throughout the episode Mike falls into a uh, like a deep, terrible British accent, we yeah. all know why. I was joking. I was standing on my uh, stoop, and every time people were walking by, I'd yell like, <laughs> "Stay inside by the order of the Peaky Fucking Blinders." Which, if you haven't seen Peaky Blinders, that bit sucked. But if you have seen it, it's not bad. And no one calls. The cops on you? Nobody can. The cops are busy, dude. The cops yeah, are so busy. Yeah. I haven't seen a cop in forever. It's it's weird. Yeah. It's lawless here right now. You could probably get away with heroin. You could definitely. Yeah. You should, you should do that now. All right. I'll be back.
We might take the that one to ten meter a little off the scales though. Yeah. Oh, there'll be some scales involved. Right, do you weigh heroin? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I didn't get to that episode of The Wire yet. Oh, man. All right, Joel, what about you? What's the weirdest thing you've watched? Um, nothing really weird, uh, unless you ask Eugene, who I made watch with me Star Trek First Contact on Sunday, because it's First Contact Day, April 5th, uh, every year until 2063. Uh... So 2064, no more first contact. Well, first contact is made on April 5th, 2063. Okay. So you have to watch Star Trek first contact every April 5th to celebrate. So, uh, who's in that? Um, it's the new, it's the next generation cast. So, uh, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. The, that crew. And then, um, why am I, uh, the farmer in babe, um, James Cromwell. Yeah, James Cromwell. Billy, did you only know that because he said the farmer and babe? Yeah, he's the farmer and babe. Babe's a good movie. No, I believe that he's the farmer and babe. I just didn't know if that was the thing that Billy was like, oh, yeah, I definitely know who the farmer and babe is. Oh, no, I definitely know who the farmer and babe is. I mean, you you name any role that James Cromwell has played, I'm probably going to get close to (laughs) him. Wow. He's the president, like two of the yeah. uh, clear present danger, and uh, well, was he only in one maybe? Because he was, you know, I don't want to give spoilers away for clear and present danger for folks that haven't seen the movie from like 1993. Yeah, I feel like we're past so. spoilers. Yeah, but no, I love James Cromwell. Everyone should yeah. love James Cromwell unless he's you, like a. You cannot love him. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm pulling up James Cromwell right now because I need a visual. Uh, so he was in the West Wing. James Cromwell was in the West Wing. He was the president before Bartlett. Come on now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm back. I'm you know, back. You're in it now. You know what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm here. I'm a, cr- I'm a crumb head. Jason, are you back? It looks like you're starting to get engaged with the microphone. <laughs> I'm back. All right. Oh, well, for now. So, Jason, uh, we so gonna... James, James uh, Cromwell, also, don't forget, he was in American Horror Story. He's the uh, Nazi doctor from uh, Horror Story Asylum. He's ginormously tall. He is tall. Do they like have six foot seven? Do they have Nazis in every season of American Horror Story? No, just many. So he was. He's a constant threat, actually. Even even after he didn't he pass away. James Cromwell. Yeah, I don't know. You're about to break my heart here. Oh my I, I think he did because his son plays him now in flashbacks. Whoa. True story. I don't know if his son is six seven. We should find out. I only see born on No, then he's kicking. Farmer Hoggett is still kicking everyone. He's still alive. You Yeah. Breaking breaking news. Don't freak out. Cromwell's <laughs> back from the dead, baby. James Cromwell's alive. <laughs> This is the uh, important reporting that I'm uh, proud that we could uh, bring to everyone today. Yeah. Yeah, we both broke your heart and then built it back together again. <laughs> Five things you need to know. James Cromwell, still alive. <laughs> no, no, number one was he's dead. Number two is he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> number two is we were wrong. Yeah. We don't admit it often, but here we are. All right, Jason, you need to you need to catch us up here. What, uh, one to ten, quarantine ranking. Where are you at right now? Oh, with... Uh, with is is one bad and ten is good? Uh, no. Other way around. Yeah, other way around. But but so one is one is good. That's good. That, um, yeah. I'm a I'm a solid four. I'd be higher. But yesterday I tried to do takeout uh, because uh, needs, and uh, it was really bad, and I was really disappointed. So it was a a pretty significant low last night. The food was uh, really bad. Yeah, it was just not good. What, was, uh, what kind of food? I tried to order chicken, broccoli, Alfredo with penne pasta, and oh, do not give me that with Joel. It's good. And yeah, that's, it was that's, just that's, that's got a high rate of that's got a high rate of, of not success. Yeah, yeah you can't do a failure take on a normal yeah. day, but uh, <laughs> pandemic day twenty eight. That's it's a risky gamble there. Hey, Alfredo. Uh, and I think what's important is we need to name the restaurant, right? Like that's the next thing we need to do. <laughs> Let's put it on blast. Pizza. Bertucci's, if you're listening. <laughs> we need enemies. Pizza. We need more enemies. Yeah. Add the it's two time again. 
Let me think. All in all, even though I didn't know today was the uh, 28th day of quarantine, um, I'm I just taking numbers out of hats. Well, that feels possible. Um, actually, is it longer? No, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I feel in, like in Massachusetts, we went in quarantine pretty early. I've been inside since the 11th. Like, honestly, you put a gun to my head and asked me what day it is. Just what day of April it is. I've only got, like, a 60% chance of survival right now. I couldn't completely tell you what day it is with well, you're, you're, certainty. You're also on vacation, right? So, like, you're not having to read the same emails over and over and over like some of us are. Yeah. Billy, what do you, so you're on vacation, like, did you have pre-planned vacation, or are you just, like, taking time off of work, or, like... I'm taking staycation to a new hot, made a sandwich for lunch, boom. Alright. Sorry. Wait, what kind of sandwich did you, you make? Tuna fish, it was good. Yeah, I love tuna fish. Yeah. This is yes, the only, today, today is the only day of April I needed to remember. April 7th is Kelsey's birthday, this is the only day I have registered, and I, and I hit it, I, I remembered it. But if you ask me what tomorrow is, I doubt it. I doubt I'll get it. All right, right, you saying it's the 7th. This is, I think we even had a conversation about what day it was nine minutes ago we had that conversation <laughs> for, for Star Trek. And that, that's, that's how far <laughs> away from my brain dates are right now. I'm on day two of vacation. I got eight more. That's a long vacation. It is. Well, I mean, some of it's Easter and Easter Monday. so Right. Uh, Jason, okay, so you, all right, you're at a four, you said you're at a four, you probably would have been a three if you didn't order garbage. What, um, what's the weirdest thing you've watched so far? So obviously we've watched Tiger King along with everyone else. Yeah. Um, great question. Uh, we've been going through the YouTube series True Facts which are these amazing nature kind of clips around a specific animal or subset, and they're very poorly narrated, and they are A-plus content. Um, they're almost correct, but not quite correct. It uh, makes me very happy. So my next question on a scale of 1 to 10, how, um, how high are you for those viewings? Uh, no, I am a, a well-behaved angel. Now, am I drunk in those viewings? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Felt, felt the need to clarify, because it seems like those those two lines could connect, you know? <laughs> uh, have you ever seen How to Basic? No. So How to Basic is the series of YouTube videos by... Someone in Australia, I imagine some dude who lives in his parents' basement, um, and he will show you how to do something. And it's normally correct up till about the three-quarters point. Don't and then, it. And then things happen. Um, Wait, is this the guy that will, like, slap, like, raw chicken on his sandwich or something like that? Is that that yes. guy? Okay, yes. all right. It is brilliant. Brilliant. That's pretty funny. I like that. As you all noted, we are spoiling the first experience for so many people right now that have never seen that channel. And they'll be okay. Yeah, hit, hit the back 30-second button on your podcast app, pause, and then go watch How To Basic, and then forget that, you, that Jason spoiled it for you. Specifically, I would say watch How To Basic Banana Bread and How To Basic Ramen are the, uh, the pinnacle of YouTube brilliance. Uh, Humans of Higher Ed brought to you by How to Basic. Yeah, this is good. I like we should. I like giving recommendations. YouTube YouTube's been gold during this. I gotta say, between uh, Tiny Desk concerts from yeah. NPR and just the Bon Appetit channel in general, YouTube's been been coming through in the clutch. It Anybody was... familiar with the Bon Appetit? Anybody? No, I don't know the Bon Appetit. Yeah. It's a you know it's a magazine YouTube channel kind is, of thing where they just, just do really just good the... food stuff, but they have a whole series of like trying to recreate basic food in gourmet ways. So like uh, one we watched the other night was uh, recreating uh, pizza on a bagel, but like gourmet. So like expert chefs that you know really know how to make actual bagels, really know how to make actual pizza, putting their mastery. Towards these little crappy things. I mean, it has nothing to Pretty. do with the dining services. 
With Bon Appetit, right? There's no no crossover. Yeah, yeah no, no. It's just the channel name. And you, well, I just know you have a fond memory of Bon Appetit, the dining service. So I just. I'm one of the few people on the planet that would get a meal plan today. Like I don't work on college campuses anymore, but if if they if Wayne State University would just let me swipe in, I would still be swiping in today. There there was there, there was an anniversary my parents had uh, where they went to uh, my alma mater for dinner because they loved the dining hall so much, like that they. Or maybe it was my dad's birthday. My mom took my dad to this, and I was no longer a student there. Just like took him to the dining hall for dinner, and that was like their date. I if it was Bon Appetit dining, I would do it. We're a Bon Appetit campus, and uh, I certainly have a meal plan just for that because it is a plus. That is really. We good. were at uh, ACY and NACA do a joint summer institute called Student Organization. Institute, SOI, and it was at a Bon Appetit campus, and we were gorging ourselves on the chocolate chip cookies the day the college I work at announced we were becoming a Bon Appetit campus, and a colleague looked over at me and just said, we don't deserve anything this nice, <laughs> and I stand by that. We still don't deserve anything as nice as we did. Um, do our students appreciate it? No, no, of course not. But that's okay. I appreciate it. Yeah. I will say, I don't think I've, I, I would say most of the schools I worked with at had pretty solid dining options. I didn't have too many bad ones. Just one that I can remember, but I won't name names. Having, having worked in dining services during said transition to Bon Appetit, I remember being accused uh, on Facebook by parents of starving their children, um, which was always fun as a dining service uh, administrator. Although, Joel, you also famously are pro starving <laughs> kids' students, so to be fair. I mean, you know, that's why I love the field. <laughs> Everyone, so Joel and I work at the same campus. And uh, I, I can confirm, uh, under Joel's watch, everyone was very hungry. It was a, it was a very sad day. Uh, no freshman 15 here. Billy, you were talking earlier about how you skipped, uh, skipped a social hang recently. Yeah. yeah. Um, has anyone had any like weird Zoom floods, uh, whether they were yours personally or you were a part of a Zoom and someone else, someone else screwed up? Um, weird, I mean, kind of like not weird watching, but like weird things happening. Like Eugene and I stayed up with a bunch of friends from his grad school cohort in architecture and friends that like, and people they knew in Ohio to like 2 a.m. the other morning, which like some, is something we never do during regular life. And so that was surprising, but we did a Zoom century club, which is like a power hour times two. And it was music video based. And so every time the music video switched after a minute and you took a sip of beer and the lag rate was so bad on the music videos it's basically just a PowerPoint slideshow and yet we were all just like sitting there watching it and like enjoying ourselves and it was like it was the weirdest thing it's just like there's just like still images on the screen you can hear the music but we're all just like sitting there and having a blast and like chatting in the chat window with each other and like watching each other on the screen so it wasn't it was, even really music videos it was music images Music slides, yeah. Music slides, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty so, funny. I host the trivia. So how many, how many, how many beers did you drink through the course of that? Then we joined late. I was like three or four. Okay. Yeah. And so like we we had bought like low, we had bought like four percenters like earlier in the day just to you know because we knew this was coming up and we didn't want to like murder ourselves and so you know we were prepared. Um, and, and that's in the hour. It's so it's fifty minutes, uh, two sets of fifty minutes. So Century Club, 100 minutes. Oh, that makes that makes more sense. Why it's Century? Yeah. Um, I host a trivia on Monday nights, as I referenced earlier. And the funniest thing I've had is somebody logged in, and I don't think they realized that their mic wasn't muted, and they're like, "Oh, there's so many old people in here." Uh, and. Like, oh, that's every single one of my Zoom calls. Yeah. Uh, so many old people. But there were only two old people there. And the two old people were my parents who had just logged in. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents were so, my mom was so offended. It was really funny. It was really, really funny. 
But I have noticed too, I'm just like talking to people I haven't talked to in such a long time for, and I don't even know if I want to be doing it, but that's what's happening. It's like, oh yeah, we're going to zoom with like these six people who you haven't seen in 15 years. Wow. I I would hate this if this was happening in regular time. If those people were in town and they're like, hey, do you want to grab a drink? No, I did not busy. I don't want to do that. And now I'm like, yeah, let's, let's put some headphones on and look at each other for a little bit, huh? (laughs) I've really enjoyed hearing people's kids. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't know how to say that without sounding creepy, um, but like when you're on a call and like someone's trying to make a really important point or something, and like you know, Junior comes running in to show off a, a drawing they just did. Like I'm sure it's supposed to be cute, but it's just hilarious to me. Like I don't have that. I got a dog that barks every once in a while when my mic's open, but you know that's. That's different. I was on with a friend, and his daughter was his daughter was trying to watch a show, and she just kept like, and she was in the school, like you could see her in the background, and she just kept like slowly turning her head, and she was like, "You are being too long." <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's the kind of stuff I would enjoy. Yeah, it was so funny. I've yet to have a Zoom snafu. Like, yeah. I want nothing more than something to go, you know, catastrophically wrong somewhere. We should have a call with our enrollment management team um, Monday, and someone messaged me, like, the reason why I look weird is because there's a cat on my lap. And I just kept thinking, man, if this was my cat, I'd be bleeding, <laughs> flying everywhere. Like, I need this to happen. I just need chaos somewhere. I think and I what, haven't had it yet. What's impressive about that, Jason, is I feel like you're probably on more Zooms than any of us. I think I'm hitting maybe, depending on the day, six to eight calls. Oh. Um, anywhere between 30 minutes. I was on one call today. That was two and a half hours long. And so it, it really just depends on the day, but it's it's a lot. That's a lot of time looking at people in rectangles. Yeah. And no, and no disaster. It's so disappointing. I mean, we've got tons of people who we get lots of uh, shots of uh, people's noses. And uh, the, mm. the requisite, um, can anyone hear me? Is this on? Is this yeah. on? Hi, is this on? Hi, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And we're all like, yes, Karen, we can hear you. Oh, you can't She's see Karen. Like, hey, can you hear me? Wait, is this on? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if you can hear me. Karen, stop. Jo- Jason, stop you saying, can't keep saying, saying Karen. Karen. Stop saying Karen. You're going to get us in trouble. I don't actually, uh, I, I don't think I've been in a Zoom call with anyone named Karen. Oh. So I, I'm feeling pretty good about that name. You got to, you got to, you have to live. It does, it does make me wonder, what is, what is the... I don't know if easiest is the right word here, but what's the easiest job or area of student affairs to do over Zoom? Athletics. <laughs> uh, it's canceled. It's canceled. Mike, Today's Mike canceled. Thinks everything in athletics is easy. Mike is Mike is notorious for just what's the easiest part of student affairs? Athletics. <laughs> no, no, Doesn't matter school or not. He thinks it's athletics. I love athletics. Well, I'm just saying that would be over Zoom would be pretty easy in this environment. All right, let's shift it the other way. Then, what's the hardest? What would be the most challenging part of student affairs over Zoom? I've been listening. I've been hearing former colleagues talk about how like they're doing judicials over Zoom right now, and I I think that's incredible. I that that must be just hard, and I. I just can't imagine taking it seriously on either side of that, whether I'm the staff member or the student. I just like really we're doing this right now. Are these are these conducts from like things people did back when the world was spinning normally? Like Yeah. Yes. Ah, no, that's gotta yeah. be tough. Yeah, we're doing we're doing our our judicials over Zoom as well. And the we don't call them that. that uh, whatever. Uh, the feedback we're getting is positive because someone's paying attention to them, right? So uh, I think this is one of those cases where uh, any any attention is good attention, and uh, even if it is punitive or developmental in nature, uh, people are just thankful for having some sort of human contact. Is that what imagine, you, that's what you guys like, have said? Looking back to what I was just talking about, like imagine if you're like trying to get somebody like a really developmental conversation and your kid is like, You're talking too loud. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah. Hey, listen, Derek, um, 
we've, we know you moved out in a hurry, but we found just like a bucket of heroin and uh, we. We're <laughs> not loud, Dad! Dad! <laughs> a bucket of heroin, mate? See, that's where they keep the heroin. Also, Jason, there, you. There was a whole heroin You missed like, the heroin. Yeah. Sorry. You missed the heroin stuff. Yeah, this is actually. It has in... to do with deadly catch. You yeah. have any feelings about. Deadliest catch, Jason? Uh, I do, actually. Uh, my, oh. my long-suffering parents, Bob and Cindy, are big fans of The Deadliest Catch. And I do remember, there wasn't there some controversy about some of it being fake? Like, yeah, oh, it must be. Yeah, there's, like, something about someone dying on the show. They didn't really die. There's, like, a stage, the boat sinking, all this stuff. And I, I love to torment Bob. And so telling him anything is fake that he believes is real just breaks his heart. And uh, disappointing Bob and Cindy is something of an extreme sport for me. So I look for any opportunity to do that. It uh, brings me joy. I, there are better things to watch in that vein. I would say move on from Deadliest Catch and watch Alone. If you haven't seen Alone, it's crazy good. It's on History Channel, I think. And it's they, uh, and they, they take wilderness survivalists and they just dump them in British Columbia and they just survive until they're tired. It's kind of like what we're all doing what we're now, doing. Yeah. except without like bears and wolves. Uh, so they're just out there and they like, I don't know, fiddle around and eat plants. And so they're like, I'm tired of being a wilderness person. And then they quit. Um, and they film it, and it's incredibly compelling television. This sounds, this sounds like Survivor without the competition. But it is. So it, the, is yeah. it is a competition. So the last person wins a half a million dollars. But the trick oh. is they don't, they don't tell you when people have quit. And so, like, Joel taps out uh. first, and none of the rest of us know that Joel's tapped out. So you don't even know if you made it to the final two. You just keep going until you're done. And my favorite part is in the last episode of every season when it's down to the final person and they don't know they're the final person and they're just doo, 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 just kind of going on their, their little merry way. It's uh, delightful. That's a lot like working from home where I'm sitting on my couch trying to pretend to do work, wondering if I'm you know the only one not actually working or if other people have like hit the 2.30, 3 o'clock barrier and stopped being productive as well. A hundred percent, and you make that choice to try to win that uh, meager uh, salary that, that we all get paid. There was also a reality show. Do you remember Fox Reality? Am I the only person who remembers this? So Fox tried to create a reality TV channel back when, like, Temptation Island was a thing, and they had a show on it called Solitary, and they locked people up in eight-by-eight eight rooms into when you had to be the last person to leave. And they would do these absurd challenges where they would, like, make them count the amount of bouncy balls that they'd, like, drop into the room. And so they'd drop in, like, 20 bouncy balls, and the, the contestants would be like, I counted 20. And they're like, round one. And then for round two, they drop in, like, 5,000 to where they're, like, up to their shins and bouncy balls. It was a delight. Someone's going to steal that for OL group process next year. <laughs> uh, we already have at my institution. I am proud to say uh, we uh, stick people in the smallest meeting rooms we can and uh, make them count things. <laughs> Helps them be better OLs. Sure so, so going back to the, uh, the Zoom conversation, <laughs> so conduct we have decided probably be the hardest. Is that what we're saying? Or? No. Conduct, no. no. The hardest? Yeah, the hardest student affairs job to do over Zoom. I feel like, Jason, you got to have something if you're so against <laughs> it being yeah. conduct. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the asshole in meetings that is like, I don't understand what's so hard about this. You just do X, Y, and Z, and then we're good to go. And everyone's like, oh, because um, I'm a monster. You know what I, you know what I think uh, people would assume is hard but is a lot easier now is assignments. Because you cut out all the people, like you just have somebody do it now instead of 35 people being involved. And I feel like that would make life really easy, much easier. Well, well, we have all these platforms now like Star Res that you just 
type in numbers and it just magically yeah. does it for you. We had oh this this feels fun talking about and I'm sure Jason's gonna make me cut it, but <laughs> we had like the the poor man's version of Star Res. Um and now I'm blanking on the oh I'm blanking on the name now. No. Um It's probably for the best. Ah. Oh. Probably for the best that we don't I, but, uh, call, call a company the poor man. <laughs> I mean, it is. It it's is. not good for the brand. I think one of Five the... Five things you need to know brought to you by Star Res. Star Res, We're yeah. poor man's anything. Oh, I forget now. But it was... At one of the previous institutions I worked at, they did this thing where they signed up for every platform they could, uh, but they signed up for, like, the the lowest level. You know how you can, like, sign up for oh, levels yeah. of it? So that so none of the platforms they bought would interact with each other, but we had all these different platforms, and I've never seen I've never I've never seen so much wasted money in platforms. Just like having all of these logins and none of them would work together. And anytime you would call someone to troubleshoot, they'd be like, "Oh, actually, those two platforms work great together. So all you need to do." And I'm like, "Oh no no no, we didn't we didn't spend that extra 10k. So they, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen." All right, so it's not assignments. Uh, So uh, what I still go back to my plan for housing assignments and anyone can steal this because it's a really good idea. So on move-in day, you just take all the keys to the rooms wherever and you just throw them in the quad, throw them in a park, throw them in a quad and say, go, whatever you find is where you go. And that would work really efficiently, and I think uh, would not have any consequences down the line. We're going. We're learning that Jason takes his ideas from just like TV and movies, because that's straight out of the Hunger Games. Like you just went and got a weapon and then ran away. Like that's. <laughs> Are they even labeled, Jason? No, not necessarily. Or they just it's keys. a team builder, right? <laughs> so you have to figure out which key matches what door. And it's, uh, it's an icebreaker, if you will. Again, 75% of us are no longer in the field. Well, I mean, that brings in a loan, too, because it's going to take you weeks to figure out which key to which door. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, God. Mom and Dad can wait on the street. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, got a, I got a rush for bins. Yeah, a lot of people trying to move in at one time. You know what I'm going to say is probably the hardest job right now in student affairs in the pandemic, not necessarily on Zoom, but just in the the state of affairs, is career services, Mm -hmm. because who the hell is hiring right now? No one. So all the students desperate for uh, jobs after graduation, and we're just like, JK, hang out, good luck. Although plenty of time to review resumes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You want some interview preparation? Yeah. We got you. Yeah. You can't yeah. go uh, outfit shopping for that uh, nice interview outfit, but uh, you can think about what you want to wear. Yeah, career services. That's a good one. Visualize it. If everyone made a career vision board of <laughs> the job they want and what they want to look like, I would look like Mike Zakarian. Oh, yeah. This will, this will get you not right I now. worked in career services for two years, and I don't remember vision boards being any any part of the job. I don't remember vision boards. I could be wrong. Maybe there's a big market for Billy. career services vision boards, but uh, not, a, not 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 bringing back any memories. Although Emerson has a bunch of creatives, so it may, they're probably applying for jobs where vision boards matter. All of my friends have vision boards. The, the worst. Is, the worst is when. <laughs> the worst is when a company asks for your vision board, but then as you put your vision board in piece by piece on the next page, <laughs> that's the worst. You know, you upload your vision board, and then you got to put unicorns and, and sparkles and and my uh, my Jake Gyllenhaal decoupage. <laughs> I got to upload those all again on the next page. That's the worst. God, uh, couldn't you just use Pinterest? Can't Pinterest make a comeback all of a sudden? Or is Pinterest still a thing? Did Pinterest ever go away? I don't know. I think it's still a thing. I never, it's still there. Yeah? All right. Joel, you're big in Why? Pinterest, right? Hmm? The curling community is pretty big in Pinterest, right? God, I hope not. They I don't think lie. so. 
so did anybody see the news? Anybody see the news? The uh, president of uh, UT Austin is is leaving to go be the president at Emory. Anybody see that? Oh, wow! Talk to us about it, Billy. I, I'm just, I, you know, I, I've worked at Publix, I've worked at Privates. I've never been a president of a college, though, so my, you know, sphere of influence on a campus is, is much more limited. But uh, I'm, I'm a little confused at leaving a school with 50,000 undergraduates or 50,000 students, I guess, to go to a school with, like, 15,000. I don't know. Quality over quantity? <laughs> Oof. I, I mean, from public to private. Yeah, I don't think I could go back. Um, I worked at schools of upwards of 40,000 people, and now I'm at an institution with around 4,000, and um, I want nothing less than uh, to never have to do a 40,000-person campus again. What's the, what is like the, like what are the reasons for that? I, I have a hard time remembering the names of the people on this podcast with me right now, much less uh, 40,000 people who all look the same and have the same haircuts. Um, they're all interchangeable. But when there's only 4,000, I can remember their names and who they are. It's great. And primarily that, just that. Also, there's something to be said about not working for a state institution right now. Uh, I, I feel a lot more job security and uh, financial security at a confident, small, private institution. Yeah, I think that's that's a good point. But then if you're a successful private institution, I feel like if you are a private institution that uh, maybe doesn't have like a big endowment or isn't someone that's flourishing, I feel this is probably pretty scary for them too, I would think. Womp womp. Yeah, no, I just. That was a downer. <laughs> no, I not to be a downer. I just. Scratch in here. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know feline AIDS is a number one killer small private schools with low endowments? <laughs> it's true. Did you know most colleges are gonna close after COVID nineteen? No, that that's not what I was <laughs> saying. Not, that's not what we want people to take away. That's not what I was saying. I was just trying to. <laughs> I was playing devil's advocate as you were touting the private schools. I think I feel that way too about private institutions. So I think I would lean that direction and small school. I feel I worked at both small and big, and I enjoyed the community aspect of small school a little bit more. For those reasons. I think, I think you've got to find the right big school. I think if you go to a school that has really uh, really done the work to make their, their colleges within the university a, a more cohesive kind of personalized experience, I think you still get a lot of what, you know, again, I've never, I've never needed to know all 40,000 students' names at a big school. I, I think you find where your avenue is and you just get to know the students there and I think you can still have the, the small school experience, quote unquote, at a big school if you're at the right big school. I never found that school. Well, actually, I kind of did. Uh, the school I was at most recently, uh, before my current institution, uh, has about 20,000 undergrad and uh, was good. It had a good mix of students and no one was shitty and <laughs> staff were great and I was actually sad to leave it. So there is one good public institution in the country. One. Spoiler, it's in Birmingham, Alabama. Shout out UAB. Ooh, UAB. I used to like I picking love UAB. I liked They're picking them in basketball. That was like a fun thing to do in March Madness was to pick UAB. They were always spicy. Uh, they uh they would like sneak in there. No one would see them coming. They right. Loved it. So I think the Blazers, a, the UAB Blazers. Yeah. So not only are they the the Blazers, it's a dragon. Uh, yeah. There is a residence hall. Get this, real story. Oh, no. There's a residence hall at UAB called Blunt Hall. Yes. Yeah. And, just and every room number uh, is 420, baby. <laughs> Light them up. All Blazers. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, I think right, so. I think I think we've got two areas where people should leave comments and tell us: a, what's uh, what's the hardest area of student affairs? Why why is your area the hardest over Zoom? And b, 
which is better, private or public? I think those are two things that we can get arguments going uh, while everyone is home bored. Yeah, I think by giving people an opportunity to talk about things that are difficult, they are going to love that. Yeah, it's cathartic. Yeah, no, I meant, that, I meant that seriously. They really do think people will oh. enjoy that. <laughs> The mustache makes me think a lot of what you're saying is sarcastic. I gotta I tell you, that is. I started working at a new. Well, the, I don't do it anymore because nobody works. But I was working at another gym, and my first like two weeks, we were in a meeting, and somebody was like, "I can't tell if you're being nice or mean, 100 percent of the time. I have no idea. I'm always concerned that you're actually being mean." And then I had to look at myself in the mirror a little bit. For those of you listening to this podcast, Mike basically looks like Waluigi from the Mario system with this mustache right now. I uh, uh, Waluigi. There's a the little detail you're leaving out, Billy, is the mustache is a lighter color than the eyebrows. So the eyebrows are like jet black, and for whatever reason, the mustache is like auburnish. It's uh, a little reddish. It's very confusing. Well, the thing, these eyebrows, these Armenian eyebrows, like, you can't mess with these. So these are, these are caterpillars, and uh, nothing's going to be as dark as those. So, can't compete. Can't compete. But uh, I I posted something on Instagram. Good, this is good. I'm glad we're talking about my face for the last five minutes. But I I put something this morning, uh, getting ready to do an online gym class, and I had a headband in. uh, And I got, I want to say, no less than ten people responding that I looked like Ben Stiller from Dodgeball. Yep. Oh, not from from Dodgeball. I couldn't get there on my own. It was Dodgeball. But you're saying it, I see it 100%. It was Dodgeball and uh, Heavyweights. Ben Stiller from Heavyweights, where he's the... (laughs) You need a, a sweatband. No, that's what I was wearing it this morning. I was wearing it this morning. Uh, and do you have a, a wrench that you can throw? <laughs> yeah. Just be like, dodge this! <laughs> what is it? Duck, dodge, dive, dip, duck. <laughs> the five Ds. Anyway. So how do we do that on Zoom? Is there a way to do that on Zoom? Dodgeball? Uh, or throwing wrenches at people. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, but I th- That's so not going to go well for your computer. That is not going to go well for your <laughs> home electronics. So I think to wrap up, I think we should, because uh, this is going to come out tomorrow. So this is uh, Wednesday. It's hump day for listening right now. Uh, what day. Hump day. Uh, Mike, 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 what day is it? Uh, so, okay, so uh, we're also, this episode is brought to you by Geico. And we get a lot of money for not. it. It's not. it's not. It's not. What? Is, what's uh? What's something that you are looking forward to for the rest of the week, or like, what's the thing that's keeping you sane this week? I'll edit out this silence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tomorrow will be day three of ten days of vacation, so I'm all over it. That's what's keeping me going. There you go. I like it. Anybody else? What What are you doing to stay stay sane? Or what are you looking forward to? It's a pandemic, Mike. No one has anything to look forward Guys, to. Guys, we gotta come on. We gotta be positive. We gotta be positive. All of the days have blended into each other. Nothing makes sense. Like, anymore. honestly, take a couple of days of vacation. Just do that. If your supervisor and your employer can allow it, take some vacation. I know it sounds horrible. But I've been productive the last day. My garage is cleaner. My home office is cleaner. Just still being home, but not actually having to like stare at Excel or or Outlook, completely changes things. Yeah, that's good. That's nice. Thank you, Billy. Good job, Billy. So positive. That's why I'm at a three, and everyone else is like averaging five point seven. Yeah, I messed up those numbers though. I'm the one that's like twitching in my sleep. I'm at the seven or eight or whatever it was. Honestly, I I kind of dig the uh, the student meetings these days because uh, they're uh, surprisingly resilient. Um, I think uh, their level of being okay with all of this, at least mine, the ones that I'm meeting with on a daily basis, they're just kind of chugging along, and it's it's nice. Um, it gives me some level of hope for normalcy at some point. Um, but also, I uh, really am looking forward to 
takeout again on Friday night watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, so uh, Buffalo Chicken Calzone and RuPaul's Drag Race uh, on Friday night sound real good. We're just glad it's not a takeout choice. Yeah. Much better takeout choice. Yeah. No more. With no more uh, an extra side of blue cheese dressing. There you go. Joel, you got anything for me? Yeah, I think we're doing Cards of Humanity, uh, or Cards Against Humanity tonight, virtually, with some friends. So there you go. That'll be fun. That's a good one. Yeah. I've been watching the show Devs on Hulu. Has anybody seen Devs? I've wanted to watch it. We haven't gotten to it yet. I highly no. recommend it. It's really, really good. But I having, like, weekly things that I watch, like, it's easy to binge watch a show, but, like, Devs and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and the show Dave like, come out weekly, so it's nice being like, oh... I don't know what day it is, but I do know that this show comes out, and that's nice. <laughs> that's kind of keeping me sane. Anything that keeps me on a schedule is important. That and doing a workout class with children is very fun. So I, it sounds again like Billy saying, being around kids or whatever can sound weird, but it is really enjoyable watching kids do the hokey pokey and stuff. So <clears throat> highly recommend uh, that. Mike, can we join? You actually can. So I'm I'm starting my own. I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do my own on uh, this Thursday at ten o'clock. So if you're interested, I mean it's preferred that you have a child. Like it is gonna be a little weird if you're just <laughs> if you're just like logging in to watch kids work out. I think there is a, a list you can be put on. Cracking uh, open a can of bat blue. Yeah, watching, yeah. Watching you work, Mike. No, we're trying you to drink Labatt's blue. <laughs> I live outside Detroit, baby. That's the that's the official beer of the mitten. This is quickly turning into an HBO documentary. No, no, you can't do that. But if you are listening and you have kids and you're around them twenty four seven because you're stuck inside and you want them to have like thirty minutes of doing something else, just send me a message. And I'll sign you up for one of those classes. And they're free. I'm not. They're, they're, they, don't, they don't cost anything. So, but yeah, highly recommend that. Being around kids is fun. Cool. That's a weird way to end on, though. <laughs> weird the title way. of the episode: Being around kids is fun. Yeah, we're I'm definitely gonna listen. Maybe not. Yeah. yeah, definitely gonna listen back and try to <laughs> gonna try to find something else to pull. Yeah, but you know, like. Fifty percent of the people that respond to us aren't going to listen to the podcast episode, and they're just going to be like, "It's students, not kids." <laughs> yeah. It's a residence hall, not a dorm. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. All right, well, thank you everybody for joining. Thanks for listening to the Humans of Higher Ed. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, uh, we'll check in to see what numbers we're all at. See how Billy's vacation was. I don't know. Maybe we'll have a guest come on, too. I don't know. We'll see how adventurous we go. Yeah. Anything can happen. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks for joining, everybody.